0: I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel when I was in some of my darkest moments, forcing me to shed the version of myself that could not go where I was going. No matter how successful I was, I was numb. The version of myself that I have found, I would not have found her without the ugly invitation into the most intimate, deepest relationship with myself. And this concept means so many things to me beyond financially wealthy rich in community, rich in connection, rich in network, rich in health, rich in family, rich in opportunity. Welcome to the transition. Welcome to the new podcast. Welcome to the new concept. And welcome to my new life, rich in real life. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Rich in Real Life. I am here with an incredible guest, a serial entrepreneur, somebody you are absolutely going to learn something truly incredible from, Uh, someone that I'm inspired by, who I really have heard his story and realized, um, one, as an entrepreneur, the fight never stops. And two, if you're willing to persevere, if you're willing to weather the storms, there's always and only something better on the other side every single time. It's really just, are you willing to take the risk? Or are you willing to waver the storm? So I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Mr. Joshua Mundy. Come on. <laughs> I was like, can I do it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He is a serial entrepreneur. He is the CEO and co-founder of Pivot Technology School, which we're really going to talk about. I think this is an incredible concept. And a Nashville native and the founder of Zam Investments. And he's just somewhere everywhere. So I can't wait to talk to him today, a little bit about his story and what you guys can learn from him. So welcome to Rich in Real Life, Josh.
1: Come on, <laughs> what an introduction. I feel like this is the part where all the hand claps go. Hey. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Program the hand claps.
0: Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, they mine. They're mine. <laughs> right, right.
1: That's what's up. But,
0: but listen, this this is the show to have fun on. Let's talk yeah. some real talk, you know? Yeah. And um, we might cuss a little bit. And uh yeah. you definitely gonna bring the country out of me. I can already tell. And um, but I wanna talk about and highlight this incredible story. And so um, I just said all these great things about you, yeah. but what I want to talk about first is the backstory of your beginning of your journey as an entrepreneur was actually in a creating a laundry. Was it a laundromat?
1: So, um, uh, so I would say, so I always say that like I started in entrepreneurship, like as a child. So, <laughs> so you were, you were a toddler. No. So it's like, <laughs> everybody has this same story. If you look at all of like, the really, really successful entrepreneurs. They all started off in school selling candy. <laughs> you know what I mean? This
0: is your version of like, I do want to be like this. Yes. yes.
1: So it was okay. like I was in like in the fifth and sixth grade and I was selling candy to the kids. And I was selling like sugar and Kool-Aid. So I'm like, mad.
0: I'm mad. So like Kool-Aid.
1: <laughs> So y'all probably don't know anything about this, but we used to get the Kool-Aid that was already pre-mixed with the sugar Uh and we used to put them in Ziploc bags and sell them to the kids. I'm done. And then like kids would just (laughs) eat it all day long, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: the stick, the two sticks and you would get the thing and stick it in there. it was just (laughs) like
1: that. So I was doing that as a child. I'm done. (laughs) And it was like really, when I saw that I could buy something at one price and sell it at another, that changed my life. I didn't know it was supply and demand. I didn't know that it was like wholesale to retail. I didn't right. I didn't know any of those things, but it just sparked something in me. And I was like, oh my God, I can go, my mom can go to Sam's. We can go buy a piece, like a bag of candy and I can sell each individual piece and then make all this money. Everything
0: like, was a, had a dollar amount on it.
1: Everything had a dollar amount. It you was in the life. store
0: begging, like, buy this so I can sell it. Yes. Buy this so I yeah, can sell so it. Yeah, so let okay. me get the
1: suckers. <laughs> yeah. Let me get all these suckers. I sell them for a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like, all these things. Like, I was doing all these things at an early age, not knowing... Okay, this is like really like entrepreneurship. Right. You know, I'm just like okay. everybody
0: talks so highly of this, but either I swear you're either born with it or you're not, or you fall into it by accident.
1: Yeah, it's just like it was like I didn't know what it was, but I right. knew I'm like, okay, this right here is something I want to do. Yeah. You know, y'all like, talk about these jobs. Yeah, it's like, a no
0: for me. <laughs> no, it's a no.
1: So, like along the journey, I only worked three jobs my whole life. I'm done. Like three jobs. What were they? Like literally. So my very first job was I worked at Arby's at thirteen years slinging old,
0: slinging sandwiches. Got it. I was
1: it. slinging sandwiches. I lied. <laughs> so I lied on my application and said I was sixteen. The lady kept asking for my driver's license. I was like giving her my like my high school. Yes! I was like in the ninth grade. I was giving her like my high school ID. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But I it. doesn't to,
0: have your birthday on it. I know. I just it didn't, I can't. <laughs> it
1: didn't even have my birthday on it. You know, she was like, okay, I'll take it. But I was I'm 13 good. years old because I just always I saw my mother struggle. Yep. And I just never wanted to depend on my mother to be like, I only want to be a burden to my mother. Right. So I'm like, all, all right, I'm gonna go hustle and just get whatever I want. So like all the kids were getting the PlayStations. I couldn't get it. Right. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna go make my own money and I can go buy whatever I want to buy and yeah. give my mama some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like that kind of a mentality so from there i worked another job uh in high school and then i worked actually i worked four jobs i worked at sprint pcs as an adult <laughs> and a call center yeah. i was like 19 and then i worked at a place called park center that was my last job and i was 21.
0: and so what did you how did you know was there a moment where you were at park center and you were like this shit is not for me? Or was it like, no, I'm going to open this cleaner? It's like, what happened?
1: No, so it wasn't, it was, the cleaners, were, I was like, wasn't my first one. my, oh, what Jesus. Was my first business. The offense. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went to MTSU. So
0: okay.
1: that's um, to so college in Murfreesboro, <laughs> which is like 30 minutes away from Nashville. Okay. And I did that for like a year and a half. And I just couldn't take being a broke college student. <laughs>
0: You know, they they were not taking your vibes. They weren't no, buying the stuff they, you were selling. <laughs> it, I wasn't really
1: selling. I just it. I just couldn't be a broke college student. So I It was left, killing you. It was killing me. The so girls wasn't having it. It wasn't nothing. I, I just didn't have no money. <laughs> and I went home for the summer. Yep. I, so I got through a, some uh, both semesters. I went home for the summer. And then I never went I back. I ain't going back. I'm like, I'm cool. Because my dad would always say, well, son, if you're not going to be a lawyer or a doctor, man, you need to go out here and get this money. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody understood. Yeah.
0: Somebody understood. The my assignment. dad yep, was like, yep. he
1: always was like that, and so now, like, all my friends have student loan debt. Like, I have zero student loan debt. Like I have, zero. I have student loan debt.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I got a whole. Your girl got a whole master's degree and did not use it. Right. Just you owe somebody what? a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so as I, I left there, I went to Sprint. Then I went to Park Center. I started a janitorial service. So I got into the janitorial service because it was just easy startup like easy startup costs and it cost me a lot of money. You
0: say that, but there's so many people that cannot put stuff like that together.
1: That's the the problem. Okay. (laughs) That's the problem. It's like, a lot of people have great ideas, but they do not know how to execute.
0: And when we put it but but let's be honest with them for a second, right? When yeah. you first put that together, because I know when I first put any of my mess together, it was not together. No. I was selling it before it was together. Yes. It's but never together. <laughs> I need you to buy it so that I have the money to put it
1: together. <laughs> <But> I- <laughs> That's the story of my life. You hear me? Did I figure you out? <laughs> I think you just figured me out. Like, like that's, that's the story. every entrepreneur. I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Please don't trust me because
1: I no, don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't. But I'm passionate about everything that I'm doing. Correct. And Correct. It, and then people gravitate to the passion and then they say, well, let me help this fool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you look helpless. Let, man, me, let me put some energy and money into like, that. Yo, you need some money. <laughs> yo, let me help him. Like he is passionate about Because I, I get really passionate about the things that I do.
0: Right. So, I've janit- chosen this. Yes. I pray that's the same for women. Yeah. So it's like
1: <laughs> janitorial service. Uh, I was doing it. So I started up working that nine to five. So right. I was using utilizing all their resources, like their printers and Been there, done that. Oh, yeah. Been there, done that. Making the business cards on their dime. I was doing all those things. I printed that
0: work. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I just started really starting to build my business. And as I was growing, I felt like I couldn't give my business 100%. And I was also cheating on my job. So I was doing all this stuff on the job time yep. and I was cheating. You know, I wasn't really giving my business all the attention it needed and I wasn't giving my job all the attention it needed. And I just came to a crossroads mm-hmm. and I read a book. Uh, it was uh, Michael Gerber, E-Myth, Why Small Business yes. Don't Work and What to Do About It, right? Woo! So I read that book and uh, I went to church. I always tell the story. I went to church. The preacher preached water walkers, right? Oh. And it just talked about like, Stepping out on faith
0: yeah.
1: and walking on water. You right. know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's just like a metaphor to like really just stepping out and going for it. And uh, so I heard that message and I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to type up my two week notice. I'm on and I'm going to turn it in. I will yep. quit my job. And I got scared. I didn't <laughs> <in>. <laughs> You didn't walk in like, right, nah, I can't do it. Because <laughs> I didn't have like really any major like contract set up. Right. It was just the fact that I knew if work. I gave 100% to this, it would work. Right, And uh, so I went again to like this. He had like a special service like three weeks later. And he preached the same message, Water Walkers. <laughs> and I literally turned in my <laughs> God two. God was like, Josh. Like your son. <laughs> and I, I made this commitment or this oath to God. I said, no matter how hard it gets, I will never work for anybody a day in my life. And that was 21 years ago. <laughs>
0: oh okay. Can we talk about this for a second? Yes. Because there is a significant amount of logic that is required in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Aka the part that most of us creatives hate, which is um money, right. <laughs> dollars. Yeah. Um s- s- based on what I have and what I need, can this work? Yep. There's also a significant amount of magic. Mm-hmm. And 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 insane amount, almost crazy. We talked about it. <coughs> yes. Of self-belief. Yes. And then there's um, half the world that tells us quit your job before you're ready or else you won't do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the logical side where people tell us, which is incredibly smart. I'm not degrading this. Um, Save three months worth of your bills I, for sure. you before you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I would have because I probably wouldn't have gone through half the shit that I went through you had I believe done that the way they tell you to. Yes. So if you have the means to do it, do it. Yes. But I'm looking at you and I'm seeing the mirror reflection of me. And I neither one of us did that. No. no.
1: No. I didn't do that at all. No,
0: there was actually probably negative nothingness. Right. For me to walk away from my job and have the audacity, the crazy, to think that I could actually do something with nothing. Right. Because you're you're asking yourself and believing in yourself in a way that is similar to oxygen. There's nothing there.
1: Nothing there. There's
0: nothing there. And so what do you say to someone? Because dreams are previews, yes, you saw this for yourself before it came to life, right, so when you saw this what 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 advice do you have to say, like, do you wait until logic meets magic, or when do you know, because you're looking at both of us, and we we, we we dropped logic out the window a long time ago, <laughs> yes,
1: and, and so you know my. So over the years. Yeah. I wish
0: we would have been smarter. It's easy in hindsight to be like, had I just gave that some more
1: time. (laughs) Yes. So it's really, you know, I tell people to really do what's best for them and their situations. Correct. Okay. Yep. Yes. I wish I would have stacked some money before I stepped out there and leaped. Yes. And I think there's a right way to leap. Okay. Okay. And and I, I don't want people to get caught up in the internet hype. Yeah, because there's some hype. It's uh, it's a lot of hype. Yeah. When it comes to like quitting your job and just just jump out there and just do well, guess. But it's a lot of pros and cons, and I really think that you can do it the right way and set yourself up for success. Right. A lot of times, entrepreneurs they jump off the, they just they leap yeah. right, but they have this. They've already created this $100,000, $200,000 lifestyle. Yes. And then now they want their small little business. I'm not going to say little, but when when it starts off, it is a small business. What comedian was like, whenever you put little in front
0: of it, it really means don't respect me. No, 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 no. (laughs)
1: But no little business, you guys. No, no, I respect your business, but it starts off small. I yeah. mean, now you That's can That's how
0: you have to start. You
1: can get lucky sometimes and roll the dice and you blow up and you explode, but that few is few and a, far between. That is few and far between. Correct. So just you just plan for it is not gonna work out. That's how you should plan. So when you step out there, just just do it the smart way. You know, just yeah. yes. create where it's like, okay, I need to go get all my assets. Yes. I need to do all these different things to put myself in position. So now when I do quit, I'm okay.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. I've yes. I've made all my purchases. I've, I've done all the things that I wanted to do. I, went, I made my investments. I need to do all these different things before I jump off the, just jump over the bridge and jump out this to this entrepreneurship game. Cause it's different. Yes. It's just different when it comes to like your purchasing power. Oh. Let's just talk about that. Let's just talk about purchasing power. Okay. Let's just, Let's, let's get right here. I know right where here. you're going with this. Give okay. it to them. I- I'm going to give it to you straight, clear, because they're not giving it to you this way. Yeah. Okay. It's hard as hell to buy a home as an entrepreneur. Okay. Banks hate you. The bank <laughs> hates your guts. Okay. <laughs> Banks
0: like, what is this falsified <laughs> money that you speak
1: of? <laughs> right. Because your income is not, well, it fluctuates. And as entrepreneurs, sometimes you're the last one to get paid, and your money doesn't come every month or every two weeks. It may come every 90 days. You may yes. get an owner's draw. But the bank doesn't like that, okay? So you so sacrifice
0: that, your pay to pay someone else or to grow or scale your business. You say, okay, this month I'm going to hire someone and I'm going to withhold what go. I'm giving myself on average because one, I can stand it. Two, I need I need to sacrifice to grow the business. You better the believe it. The bank does not understand that because that's not steady income.
1: That's not steady income. Mm-hmm. So then you cannot make your investments, or you cannot go buy a home and all these different things. So before you leap, or before you quit that good, I always say a good W-2, because with that good W-2, you can go and get whatever you want, but you can p- position yourself before you quit. So while you have that W-2, you go get your lines of credit. You go do all these things to set your business up for yeah. success. So now you're not depending on your small business to support, to support that quarter of a million dollar lifestyle that you have already, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and people go, it, it's it's the wrong way to do it. And, and then, so now, you're not allowing your business to grow. You're not actually reinvesting that money. Now you're taking that money and then you're doing whatever you got to do. And
0: you're PGing everything. Yes. You're personal guaranteeing everything through your Every, personal credit and good yes. luck because you out here, then you go to buy a home yes. or just, just, Just sign off on something. Can I just get this credit card or can I get this car? And they're like, your credit is shit. So your business is booming. You have money coming in, but you're literally PGing everything because you have not gotten a a business loan yet. yet. You don't have any business credit to your name. Mm -hmm. Like... Please solidify this shit first. You could be making a quarter of a million dollars in your business, but your credit be shit because you you're over leveraged and yep, everything. Yep. Like you have zero purchasing power and you are always one emergency away from a
1: shit show. You better believe it. And it's just <laughs> and it and it really depends on what type of business you you're doing. So from a business to consumer side, you're one review away from your business mm-hmm. going. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying, like, you know, and the internet. One, one takeaway from. <laughs> literally, like, you know, the internet is ruthless. It's ruthless. People,
0: what do you mean? What do you think they mean when they say get canceled? When they say get canceled, when the internet cancels you, there is a follow up to that, which means you lose your. Your authority, your expertise, yes. a.k.a. your people trusting and buying from you. So then your money tanks too. go ahead and get canceled on the Internet if you want to. Yeah. So it's just but-
1: it's just so many things that go into it. And I just think that people could plan properly before yeah. they take this step. Yes. Uh, they don't have to do like like me. I didn't have no contracts. I didn't have no money saved up. And I was out here hustling. Mm. And sometimes I was out here struggling. Yeah. And trying to figure it out and uh mortgages late and bills are oh, late. Oh
0: this so having well. A,
1: having to, you know, call them and tell them I need to, I need uh what did they put it on the back end? Can y'all <laughs> put can y'all put these three months on the back end? Can I end? split this into three payments? Yeah, <laughs> like all these different things that you don't have to do if you plan properly. You know, things do come up, you know, you can't plan everything, right. but you don't want to do it the right way before you just kind of
0: uh, just take that
1: leap out here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad we talked about this. I just was listening to Alex Hermosi and um, he was saying something very similar about like explaining the difference in liquidity. And he was like, it's not, it's the ability to be able to buy. It, it is literally not to own assets and grow them and, and liquidate them. It is just the ability to be able to purchase them. Yeah. Like, that's your liquid, that's your buying power is your ability to be able to purchase them. And he was like, most people get themselves in situations where they literally have no ability to buy assets, Mm -hmm. zero. And if you start business ownership backwards, like the way that Josh and I did, uh, you are, your margins are paper thin and you're always one decision away. And you better believe to float the business, you come last.
1: You come last.
0: To float the business, you come extra yeah. last.
1: Yes.
0: Matter of fact, there's plenty of things that you'll put before yourself that don't even belong in front Thanks. of you. <laughs> like other people's kids. Yeah. Like,
1: like. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you come last every single time. So it's really about how can I plan this properly? And
0: what am I doing all
1: this for? And then what am I doing this for? Like, what is my why? Mm. And you can't get caught up in chasing money.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because
1: the, the money is... It's nothing, you know. It doesn't like,
0: mean anything. It doesn't mean it's anything. fun. Coupons. No,
1: it's like, what is this? Do I have? Is this my purpose? Do mm. I have passion for this? And it may not even be my purpose, but do I have passion for it? Yeah. And if you have passion for it, like the, half the things I was doing wasn't because I loved it.
0: <laughs> you didn't want a cleaners.
1: <laughs> no, <on>. no, no. So. <laughs> Started with a janitorial service. Right. Hell, I don't clean your up. Your mother at all. couldn't
0: even get you to clean the house.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but right. you
0: had, your mama was probably like, um, excuse me.
1: <laughs> a janitorial service? <laughs> you don't even clean your damn room. <laughs> exactly. Like, what are you doing? You know? But it was like, no, that was my entry point to entrepreneurship, which yeah. entrepreneurship was my passion. Right. I always say, like, hey, I'm in the phone business. If I can get phones for a dollar and sell, sell them for, for 10 20, right. or, or you know, 20. Yeah. I'm passionate about the phone business now, you know? <laughs>
0: if I can triple this margin, passion.
1: <laughs> passion. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just really about, and it's, and people are, do have like passionpreneurs where absolutely. they have to be absolutely passionate about something to right. actually launch it. But with me, it's about margins and is this a great business? Yeah. Can it do well? Right. And if it can do well, then I'm passionate about it.
0: See, this makes yeah. you a true serial entrepreneur. Sure. I've never liked the phrase because I'm like, um, but the, it, it really is. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this into a very deep version. But to me, when you have a nine to five, you are in survival mode so much that you don't have the uh, financial freedom or uh, ability to have the space to think enough. And when I say think enough, it's to figure out what you actually love or want to do. Right. And because you're always in survival mode. I feel like as an entrepreneur, as you, if you do get to that good place where you mm-hmm. scale and you have those margins and then you can take that money and you can invest it into something else to create something else, and it's almost like those those new ventures become more and more passionate you may start out with a few things that don't feel so hot you don't love so much (laughs) but as you you create those margins you're able to invest that money into other things that you can become more passionate about in between those humps you get more time and in that time you get you're able to get into more discovery Mm -hmm. i don't think people in nine to fives get a lot of discovery time they don't and i think we get discovery time on those leaps of those new investments and those new ventures and in that discovery time we're like okay what do I actually want? Mm -hmm. And if I could take this money and do something that I actually want, what does that look like? And if I could have a life that instead of is 40% fulfilled or 50% fulfilled, how can I spend my money doing something that I'm 80 to 90% fulfilled? And Mm -hmm. what does that look like? It doesn't mean that there won't be a 20% that sucks, (laughs) but it's (laughs) like, how can I continue to build? And I think that's, we miss that creating that wealth that way gives us a space for discovery.
1: Yes, I I, I believe in discovery. I believe. Yeah. I mean, you have to have those moments where you can really think about your next thing. Right. Like, And nine to five is really, I mean, your program and you're capped.
0: You're capped. You're you know, absolutely so it's, capped. It's
1: a cap of, we're only going to get you to this amount. And right. that's what drew me to entrepreneurship. And that's what draw, draws a lot of people to entrepreneurship is that you have an opportunity to create the wealth that you want to create. The
0: wealth that you want to create. Yeah. And faster. Faster. Faster.
1: Uh, only if you focus. You
0: can't save your way to wealth.
1: Yes. <laughs> you cannot save your way to wealth. But I say only if you focus. Focus, correct. And I think as a culture, as a culture, we're not focusing enough. No. And uh, <laughs> and, and, and
0: tell <laughs> do tell. <detail. laughs> and,
1: and, and that was me. Yeah. So I'm only speaking from, from experience. experience. I'm only speaking from experience. <laughs> I've been doing this for like 20 some years.
0: Begin my ass with the I, right way for a long time. <laughs> yeah,
1: so that was me. I was starting so many different types of businesses, mm. but everything was only getting to about 10% of me, 15% mm. of me. So I was stretched so thin you're, and then not know I was stretched.
0: You're a visionary.
1: I'm a visionary. Oh, yeah. I get an idea. But here's the thing about me: I can execute very, very fast. Mm. So my execution steals are, are second to none. Okay, let's but, go. But the thing about it is, is that my focus was off. Yeah, my focus was stretched. Yeah. So when you have singular focus, you have to really build a foundation. And so we have, where you're on the internet all the time, you're seeing multiple streams of income, multiple streams of income. Yeah. So you feel like you got to go start six all or seven. The all the Everybody's things.
0: doing turtle. I got to do turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. in real estate. I got to do real estate now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So you're so like, and then your money is everywhere. And you're not focused. And you're not watching. And you're not watching. You're not
0: assessing. You're not auditing. And then you you're look not. up
1: and then you're in the hole. You're in so much credit card debt. You're in so many things because your money is stretched. But how can I have singular focus and pour all my energy in one thing and then allow that one thing to spur off and give me multiple things?
0: Oh, I'll be damned. Look so, at that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I I shot a video the other day, and you just if you evaluate the greats, if you look at the greats, the greats always focused on one thing. Michael Jordan was good at basketball. One thing. P. Diddy was good at music. Yeah. And then he allowed that music to open up doors to other things. Yes. But he had to be great at that one thing. <gasps> but we're not great at one thing. Then we're we're known for Jack of All, but no, you can. You can't know. be known. It's cool that you can do it. Yes, but you can't be known for that.
0: And you can be that eventually. That is twenty years in the making. Yes, but people don't talk about that. Like when I mm. I just met with somebody the other day, and as soon as they got on the call with me, they were like, "I want to do this podcast," and then I see it being this media network, and it's going to be the rollout <laughs> to my to my books and my media, and I'm no. gonna, and then there's going to be movies and. <laughs> yes. da, da, da. And I was like, I'm looking at the the website, and, and I'm like, <laughs> How about we get good at one thing?
1: Exactly.
0: I love your big vision and I'm not capping it, but like, let's start somewhere.
1: But guess what? Guess what happens to that that big vision? Because this mm-hmm. happened to me. They feel overwhelmed and they never can get started.
0: And you're paralyzed.
1: And you're paralyzed because you are like, I got this big old vision. And I'm going to build this big studio and I'm going to do all these different things. Yeah. But then you then you get stuck. Yeah. And all you have to do is just focus on this little. I'm going to focus on building this because when I focus and get good at this that automatically opportunity is gonna come, that's gonna align with this. And we get, up,
0: we get upset and we're in training when we're in these small things. Right. We're in training for the big thing and we want to skip yes. the training. We
1: want to skip the you training. You want to get
0: right on the bike without the training wheels. On, You're not microwaves. supposed to be there. No, <laughs> mi-
1: microwave society. Come you on. know, let's get back to the crock pot. I know y'all don't cook. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all ain't in the pots. You know what I'm saying? But we got to get back to the crock pot. Josh, stop <laughs> yelling at me right now. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, they have to simmer oxtails. Okay. <laughs> Oxtails simmer.
0: And you can't do it right any other way.
1: No, you can't cook oxtails in the microwave.
0: Okay?
1: <laughs> <And> that's real. <laughs> you can't do it. So.
0: Oh, my God. This is so good. Yeah. This is so good. Because uh, it's how many times have you been in a really good space? A really good space where it's like finally making sense. Yeah. And you know for a fact it wasn't luck. Because you're like, yo, I was in training for this five years ago. Facts. That's why God put me through that. That's why I went through that one thing. That's why I took that big L. Because when it came around again, I was like, nope, try me again.
1: Yeah. Like. (laughs) And that's just like the story of my entrepreneurial journey. It was like (laughs) taking big L's. Big old L's. Big old L's because I was like, I'm very risky. Very. And as an entrepreneur, sometimes you get caught up and the next, the greatest and next thing that, okay. I, I gotta go get that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, I gotta go do that. Yeah. And you really? Oh, I can do that better. Oh, I can do that. Oh, mm-hmm. all, all day long. So mm-hmm. I went from janitorial to my my buddy was like, "Man, let's open up this cafe in Murfreesboro." So the place that so I you was went going to, to school, college and you left, yeah, and okay. left. <laughs> let's open up this cafe. And so I was doing good in my my janitorial service. I was investing in real estate. I was doing okay. Okay. But that big shiny thing came. <sighs> And it was a, a cafe distraction. with the
0: margins would be this big.
1: <laughs> this big? And I had margins this big. And and so that shiny thing came and I'm like, oh, i am got to chase the shiny thing. Right. And that was one of my biggest L's.
0: Ooh.
1: Lost a quarter of a million dollars. <gasps> I'm 20 I'm something years old, losing a quarter of a million dollars, starting this cafe. Then I, I go like two years of strictly like depressed, not really depressed, but I was mm. just hustling. Yeah. I was hustling. So like 2000 working
0: backwards, get me out of this. Yes.
1: Yeah, so 2006 to like 2008 was like I don't even is this the grace of God I got by <laughs> those 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 years. So I don't even know. Like I was just hustling. Like just doing whatever, just creating anything just to make some money. Wow. And in 2008, uh I saw a building on the corner of 7th and Jefferson, Jefferson Street is like a historic area in Nashville. It houses three HBCUs. It's generally what it used to be a predominantly African-American area, you know, gentrification all the other stuff, but it was predominantly black. North Nashville is considered the black area of town. And I saw a building and it was empty. It had a police sign and it just was like, had my name on it. I was piss poor broke. Probably had $5 to my name. Literally, I'm not lying to you. 2008, I saw this building. Had a police That's the sign. Recession. It was the recession. I didn't know it. I was just all in my, I was in my own recession. <laughs> so I, I didn't know what was going on in the world. All I, all I hear is that Jeezy song. <laughs> the recession song. The, <laughs> <laughs> my president is black. Yeah. My lamppost blue. That's all I can hear in my head. <laughs> yeah, the recession. So it's like, I didn't know. I, I I was in my own, like just trying to hustle and figure it out. And I saw this building and I knew, I said, man, I got to have it. And I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do, at all. I didn't know what I was gonna do in this space. I said I gotta have it. So every day, I would go over in that space. I'd just be looking, uh. in the, I'd be looking in the building, looking in the building, looking in the building. I'm like, man, I know I gotta have this. And the owner came. He was like, man, you here every day looking in this building. He said, man, you might as well just get it. And I was like, you're right. I might as well get it, man. Bring me the lease. Five dollars in my bank account. I have no money. And I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I signed the lease to pay $2,000 a month. What? Yeah. (laughs) And I told him, I said, I told him, I said, give me two months. I have the the rent for you and we'll be good to go. And so. Was
0: this building like empty gutted?
1: No, it was empty. It was just like waiting for something. I didn't know what I was going to do with it. So I rode around the neighborhood. Have you ever
0: renovated anything?
1: No, I never renovated anything. But <laughs> it, it, didn't need, it didn't need renovations. It already had some carpet. Okay. It already had the walls okay. straight. And uh, so I literally rode around the neighborhood for like a couple of days. I went to sleep. I woke up and it hit me and said, dry cleaners. Literally, I just heard it. it like, God be talking to me like that. People don't be thinking. I'm, I'm like, yo, he be telling me. Yep. And it was like. If you listen. If you listen. Yep. He told me dry cleaners. And this was in 2008. In the middle of a recession, we're talking about a luxury type of kind of business where you don't need to go to the dry cleaners. It's just kind of like that's one of the dis- first
0: things you get rid of.
1: As- exactly. That's Correct. discretionary income. All right. I opened it up in the middle of a recession. Yeah. I did have no experience. Like again, I didn't have no experience in a dry cleaning business. My family didn't open up no dry cleaners or anything like that.
0: My eyebrows twitching yeah. because it's like. <laughs> I feel like I'm with you in this moment. And if I was your friend, I would have been the opinion. Yeah, They would have been like, what the hell are you doing?
1: Everybody was saying that. Everybody was like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Like a dry cleaners? Uh, North Nashville? I was probably like 25. Wow. 25 years old? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like 25. So it was like, what you doing, bro? Like, this ain't going to work. I mean, so many people told me it wasn't going to work. I mean, so many people like a uh, dry cleaners. This is North Nashville, this is the hood, yeah. And I'm thinking like, yo, it can work. Yeah, I think it can work. Now, when we open, and we was open in three months. Oh my god! So I was open. So how did
0: you defer the two thousand dollars?
1: Uh, so I got it from my <laughs> daddy. <laughs> I got it from my daddy, and I had a, a business partner at the time. God, be, god bless the belief. <laughs> yeah. Somebody had it in you. My daddy was. I said, daddy. I need this this money. I need you to do this. And he was like, all right. And he gave it to me. Wow. And so for the first, so I signed the lease in August. I was opened up in November. I told you I could execute really, really fast. Right. I figured it out. Right. So I figured out a way not to be able to buy all this equipment and still be in a dry cleaning business. So I outsourced all my dry cleaning. So I was just a middleman.
0: So who was dry cleaning then? I
1: had, I, I found the cleaners. <laughs> Wholesale to retail. <laughs> Business is not right, hard. So people. I'm
0: walking in, <laughs> I'm walking into the dry cleaner and there's no.
1: snow no machines. It's it's a twirl machine where your clothes. And when it around goes around to the around. back, it's going out the back door. It's going out the back <laughs> door. <laughs> I just put it in some bags <laughs> and I tell my customer, we have a warehouse this is, hus- so my, because they were like, where's the equipment? And my sales manager was like, no, this is a historic building. They wouldn't allow us to put those machines in this building. But we do have a, <laughs> we, do have a <laughs> we do have a, we do have a location where we clean our clothes. That's our main warehouse. Which was kind of true. It was kind of true, but it wasn't <laughs> mine. And they was cleaning my stuff for $2 and I was selling it for 6 Yo. And we did that for Yo. 13 years up until, well, 14 years. Up into March the third, twenty twenty, which we'll talk about.
0: Okay, yeah, we gotta talk about that. But hold on, yeah. <laughs> hold on. Not you outsourcing and making this the front-facing business. How did you continue to grow this business, and did you eventually get equipment?
1: No, I never got equipment.
0: Did you grow this business by um, quality of service, name? That's it. Good service. What?
1: So we grew the business. So at first we were just like, okay, people are going to come from the community, walk in the door, walk in the turnstown. yeah, And then I, I like quickly saw that that wasn't going to be sustainable. yeah. So I said, okay, we need to get a van and let's start doing pickup and delivery. Wow. And then we started doing pickup and delivery, game changer. Over. Over, game over. So we started getting these accounts. So I started going to buildings like this. And go down to the concierge and make a deal with the concierge and they'll start referring us customers. So we start getting all these buildings downtown Nashville. What? But we were still kind of like struggling because the area didn't turn over yet. Like yeah. the area was still kind of yeah. half gentrified. Like right. it was, it was yeah. kind of hood. But then they started. They made this big announcement. They was gonna put this baseball stadium across the street. And when they announced that,
0: boy, it was over. Rocket ship.
1: <laughs> and then they was looking at me like, you a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody that said it wouldn't work. Oh, everybody <laughs> that was telling me that it wouldn't go work was looking at me like, yo, you a genius, man. <laughs> you it, bro. Like, I'm glad you didn't listen to me. You know what I'm saying? And some things, though, in life, though, sometimes you do have to listen to your wise counsel. Yes. I- I've been stubborn. Say it. I have been stubborn in times and I did not listen to my wise counsel Mm -hmm. and my wise counsel was right. Mm. But the thing is, is that as an entrepreneur, sometimes like you you have to figure it out on your own. You got to figure it out. Let me go
0: outside and get beat by myself. Yes. (laughs) And you
1: got to have that internal mute button because some things I may be betting right and you wrong. Yeah. So it's just like, how do you. How decipher. do you know? How, how do, do you know? Ci- how do you decipher? De- this, this be me
0: outside meditating. I'd be like, yes. "God is that you, or is that my ego?" Because I'm trying. Yes. I'm trying to hear, or is that somebody else's wanting? I need to know. Yeah. I can't tell.
1: So, well, so how well, do
0: I practice the muscle of hearing my own voice and trusting it?
1: Hey, that is a that's a bar because it's <laughs> like, <laughs> like you really, it, it's you will know. Yeah when it's right yes and you will know when your wise counsel is right as well
0: yes because it'll bring okay? you peace
1: it will it'll bring you and peace. and when you go against the grain everything doesn't add up mm-hmm. and then things start going downhill
0: oh fast, fast ball fast.
1: rolling He'd be like man i should have listened <laughs> man why was i such in a rush <laughs> Dang, what was i right? trying to prove <laughs> what is wrong with me <laughs> My ego's out the way. I got caught up in the hype. I got oh. caught up in everybody saying, you're doing your thing. You're, you're doing, doing your thing. thing. I'm broke. <laughs> I'm broke. I'm stretched thin. But, hey, <laughs> the community think I'm popping. You know? <laughs> I look damn good on Instagram. The community Man, said they believe in me, but it's not working. It is not working. Are they proud of me for trying right now. No, <laughs> oh, my God. So, but, yeah, I. So I did that. And then along the way, I just started getting involved in like the community. Yeah. So just always being community impact for me. That's been mm-hmm. my major thing is I build businesses around community. Mm. And that's what I love to do. So I build community. So my dry cleaners wasn't a dry cleaning business. No, com- it was a community business. It was
0: a place to hang out.
1: It was a relationship. Ugh. I still have some of the best relationships to this day off of people I met in the dry cleaners. Them dropping off their clothes.
0: That is a thing that mm-hmm. people don't talk about anymore. That I, I, you, and I say this about Nashville, I don't know, but it's a, it was or is a smaller town. Mm-hmm. That is one of the most missed concepts in business that doesn't get taught anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, but I miss walking into a place and being known. I have a public downstairs in my building, and there is nothing you can, you can't tell me shit about the feeling I get when I walk in with my son and the staff. Yeah. Brings my son a cookie. Yeah. And they're like, Jess, what's up? How are you? How's the business? How's that? And I know this is a main strip with a store that they see hundreds and thousands of faces all week long. But you know me. Yes. And you recognize me.
1: People don't understand. Like, we got to get back to building relationships.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Relationships are worth more than money. So much more. And... You have to like just start being intentional about how you build relationships and getting to know people and really getting to know your customers and things. And that's what we would do. Like uh, somebody come in pregnant, we'll go get them diapers and (gasps) and we would just do like intentional things that make an impact. So you're going to always be like, I'm going there. Yes.
0: And you can't take that away. And
1: you not, can't take not it away. Not something that
0: costs less. Yeah. Not something that comes on the other side or closer to home. No. I'm going where I'm valued. You
1: better believe it. They yep. know my name. Yes. When they see me coming up, they're already going and reaching to get my clothes. Mm. They already know who I am. So when you build those type of relationships, you're going to always win. Always. And
0: that's
1: and that's what has gotten me this far. This is, so really, it doesn't matter what I do because I have... I spent time in building relationships. relationships.
0: And then you can call on these people when it's good and when it's not so good. Come on. Because <laughs> you yeah. need them
1: both. Come on. You need them both. Yes, yes, yes. So
0: fast forward me to you have this community-based business. Yeah. You took the leap and it worked. And yeah. now you're this genius that yeah. that is well-known and getting sought out for other things, of course, because now I'm thinking 13 years in the business, you're people trust you for business advice because yes. again now you're this genius yes <laughs> uh what happens
1: so <laughs> um so this building had like three different spaces in it mm-hmm. so my vision for the building was is that I was gonna own it okay. so because you're still leasing it so I was leasing it mm-hmm. and so it was like this was all about ownership and legacy right right uh so it was like an ownership legacy play Yep. had my son and I'm like my son is going to be working in the dry cleaners and yeah. I'm going to pass this on down to him. And yeah. that's what my vision was. So I started to occupy the whole building. So it had three suites in the building. Wow. So it was um, one side. It used to be like a real estate office. They moved. Then upstairs was like an event space. It wasn't nothing going on. The owner was living there until his house was built. Wow. So I occupied the space next door and I built a co-working space called The Lab.
0: Wow! I built
1: a co. So in 2017, built a co-working space called The Lab, which it really just housed small entrepreneurs looking to build their business because that's what I'm passionate about, and I wow. wanted to give them a space to be able to do that because they couldn't afford the WeWorks of the world wow. and all these other places. And also too, I I experienced rejection in one of those entrepreneurial center places. Yeah. And uh, and because I, I brought an idea in there, and they just shit on me so hard. <laughs> I thought it was the best idea in the world. And I think it's They're still- like, go have a seat. <laughs> oh my God. They made me feel so small. And I thought it was the best thing smoking. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I ain't never coming here. I'm going to build my own. <laughs> I'm going to build my own. Yeah.
0: And people say yes.
1: <laughs> yes. So I literally built that and then I had a event space upstairs. So I was occupying wow. the whole space. And so for years, we were just helping entrepreneurs grow. I mean, we've- seeing entrepreneurs go from zero to millions and millions of dollars out of this space. It was just, just the energy in there was just crazy. Like the wow. energy, we would just do all, because that's what I was throwing, parties. I was <laughs> doing all kinds of events and brunches. Oh,
0: because he's like a DJ and all these oh, other yeah, things yeah, you too. Doing like he do all this other <laughs> shit on the side.
1: <laughs> so it was like, man, we were doing events. We were building community. And that's just my jam is like building community, yeah. building relationships, getting to know people, helping people, connecting people. I've always been a connector. God, that's I love they, that you were never too busy for this. No, 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 no.
0: I no. love that you made this your life.
1: Yeah, it's like, no, they called me the plug. Literally, I, the get, plug. Yeah, I get requests every day, all day of, Josh, can you connect me with this person? Josh? And I tell people that I work with, like my videographer, yeah. Aaron. What's up, Aaron? <laughs> I, I tell him, like, so he was working a nine to five. He was wanting to Go do out. this full time, yep. and I said, "Look, man, you can work for our organization, but don't charge me like you charge everybody else." I know
0: that's where it begins <laughs> because
1: I'm gonna put Plug you, you with on. Everybody. I'm gonna change your life.
0: Yeah.
1: And three months, he quit his job and he making double what he was making on his job.
0: Wow. So it's
1: just like I've always been that person, just like to build relationships and stuff. Yeah. So I was building this kind of co working space.
0: So now you've turned this corner lot. Into it's a, a, it's big the old, happening. Yeah. The
1: happening. We were doing block parties. We were doing cocktail events. I mean, if you go deep in my page, you'll see it. Yeah. Like, so we were doing these things and then I get tapped to be a part of these leadership things in the community. Right. So like the chamber of commerce, they're asking me, okay, you want, can you be a part of the steering committee and all these different things? So I'm building all this. And so in 2019, this is where the story gets juicy. It okay. gets very juicy. Give me. So 2019, the Chamber of Commerce, they had me a part of this leadership cohort where we were like really studying Nashville problems. We traveled to Austin, Texas to see what they had going on and figure out how we can bring some of those ideas to Nashville. Right. They compared the two cities. They like, okay, we're growing the same kind of alike. Yeah. And uh, so we were going to all these technology hubs. Now, mind you, let's let's rewind. I'm in the dry cleaning business. Coworking space business. I throw events, have an event space. Okay. That's my background. The extension full of entrepreneur, real estate, full entrepreneur. And uh, so I'm experiencing going to all these technology hubs.
0: Right. So that's Aust- Austin.
1: That's Austin. Mm-hmm. So we're going to all these technology hubs, people in there building tech companies, people in there learning how to code. Like it, it just blew my mind. Like, Big spaces and spaces that look like my co-working space.
0: Wow. You're like, I underthought this.
1: <laughs> so I'm looking around, I'm like, yo, this is amazing. Wow. And I, I promise you, so I'm looking around and then I look around some more and I ain't see no black people. Of course. Zero. Yep. Well, I didn't know Austin was like that. Austin don't have no black people. Not really. Zero. <laughs> yeah. The help ain't even black. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to find a black bartender. Somewhere, or something.
0: server, something. Busboy. Dishwasher, yeah. <laughs>
1: Somebody, nobody's black. Wow. So I saw that. And again, God was like, Josh, he came like, I'm just in there random. He's like, Josh, I want you to start a technology school. I heard it clearly. Like, Josh, I want you to start a technology school. Now, mind you, again, let's rewind. <laughs> Josh is not in the technology business. Okay. Josh, couldn't, couldn't build
0: a website.
1: Josh <laughs> didn't know anything about tech, okay? The deep down of tech, not, not a cell phone, we're talking about real hardcore tech of building apps and building websites and coding yes. and data analytics and all yep. this other stuff. Josh didn't know anything about that. And God was like, Josh, I want you to build a technology school, Literally. So I want you to turn that corner into an innovation hub. So I told a, a buddy of mine that was on the trip. I said, hey, bro, when I get back home, I'm going to start a technology school. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to start a technology school. And I told another guy, he ran the, um, the technology council. He was there. And I told him, I said, man, when I get back home, I'm going to start a technology school. Literally. I got back home, got back to my coworking space. My current now business partner was reaching out to me and was like, hey, man, I want to meet you because I never we had like mutual friends, but I didn't we never met. So he was coming in there to get like business advice and talk about his brand and what he had going on. I didn't know he had a tech background. So he was talking to me. So he was pursuing you. Yep. He was saying, hey, you know, let's talk about this business stuff and what you got going on and how can I get more connected in the community? Right. And he had this tech kind of thing going on. I told him, I said, hey bro, I wanna start a technology school. He's like, man, you know what? I'm passionate about that too. I really wanna make a difference and get more black folks in the tech. I said, hey bro, you wanna do this? He said, man, let's do it. Literally, 2019, we're in my co-working space, mapping this out. We came up with the name, Pivot Technology School in 2019. Keyword pivot, okay? In 2019. All right. So all of twenty nineteen we worked on this. Yeah. Okay. I had all my businesses. And you
0: execute fast.
1: I execute very, very fast. So the plan was we was gonna launch the following year. Mind you, me and him have never ran a school (laughs) at all. Okay. We don't know if he has a tech background, but running a school? Like, no, we've never run a school. But I always say if you move in the direction you wanna go. Things come. Everything that you need. Will come. Will show up. And that's what happened. So I'm in my co-working space. One day I'm teaching uh, a class called Leapers. And I was helping people transition from part-time entrepreneurship to full-time entrepreneurship. I'm in my co-working in my co space, minding my business. Two men come knock on my door. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, I'm thinking they're there for the workshop. I'm in mid-teaching workshop. I opened up the door. I said, hey, y'all here for the workshop? We already done got started, but y'all come on in. They said, no, we're here to look at the space. We want to teach our friends coding. You want to teach your friends what? Coding? I said, man, I want to, I'm about to open up a technology school. I need you. Literally, they were my first teachers. What? They showed up at my front door. I cannot make this up. I'm not lying to you. I'm not no cap right here. I promise to God. They knocked on my front door and they were my teachers.
0: What friends did they want to teach coding? What do you mean? They they, like-
1: they're, they, they're just their community, their little circle of friends, because they was already software developers. And they were, he was, this guy was teaching his friends how to code and get into coding. And he knocked on my door. I did not know him. I did not seek him. It came to my front door. Everything that I needed came to me, okay? March to, so let's, let's, let's. If this ain't perfect faith, but go ahead. This is like perfect divine faith, but, and we'll get into really understanding like when you hear those voices to tell you to move, to do something, it's preparing you for something that you don't know is coming. Come on. Okay. This is so good. And really preparation, those voices are like really intense preparation. Yes. And because it's like God saying, yo, (laughs) You don't know this. Yeah. But I know it. Yes. So what I'm going to do Fair is. Fair warning. <laughs> I'm going to set you up for success. Mm-hmm. But you got to listen and you got to have clear perspective. Okay. So March the 2nd. So actually the, the that Saturday we had, we finally convinced people. So people see that I'm in all these businesses. They really didn't take me serious. Right. Okay.
0: They're like another, another thing.
1: Another thing, what in the mm-hmm. hell is Josh into now? Right. Oh, he's in tech. Oh, what is, oh, bless his heart. You know what I'm saying? Damn, bless That's, his so heart. That's, That's so cute. That's so cute. You know what I'm saying? He's really doing this. He's the laundry man. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't he throw man. events? You know what I'm saying? He's a DJ. Yeah, What is he doing? Why is he doing? He do- he's doing so much. Like, you know, they was really signing me out here. Right. Like, really? But I just knew, I said, man, we can make this happen. So we finally convinced some people to actually sign trust up us and sign trust up. And, mm. and go through the classes. So we started off with like two. We had software development, we had data analytics. Mm. Um, my business partner's background is in data analytics. He helped build that program. The guy that knocked on the door, he had a software development. He built that program as we went. Wow. Okay. We didn't have it all the way together. We barely pulled it off at the, the mm. bottom. I'm talking about, we had a whole year. Where we was like trying to figure it out. Damn. It was what it was like a defining moment. We had a defining moment. So we was had orientation. We had an orientation and nobody showed up. Woo! All right. The now, first time? No, so no. So the first few, everybody was showing up. They were just curious. Yeah. What he got going on? Yeah. <laughs> then the, probably reporting back to their mom. <laughs> then the, then the energy died. And we had an orientation. i never forget it. I had all the folders laid out. We had some cookies and some, some, some little <laughs> refreshments. And it was just me and my business partner. Not a soul showed up. And that was like a defining moment where it was like, man, are we doing the right thing? Man, let's just, you know, let's just. We're tripping. We tripping, let's just take a pause. Like, man, I got all this going on. You got this going on, man. And we just We're going, trying to do too much. We're doing too much. Yeah. We just gonna chill. And it was just like, no. And it's like two weeks later, three weeks later, I talked to my business. I'm like, no, nah, man, we gotta make this happen. So we just kick back in the gear. And so we still didn't have any curriculum. So I'm remind you, we have a school with no curriculum. We tell the world we're gonna launch on this date, and we have no curriculum. So we finally got something. In the bottom, the, the ninth hour <laughs> <laughs> that could cover us for a month and we'll build it along the yeah. way. Again, you don't have to have it all the way together. No. You no. just got to have something to start with. Yep. So we had something to start with. It's
0: sad. It's so true.
1: And so March the 2nd, uh, 2020,
0: mm-hmm.
1: just a normal day in Nashville. The next day was going to be our very first day of classes. Oh, my God. Uh, it was just a really, you know, and actually, you know what? I, I look back on that day. Like, my spirit was unsettled. Oh. My my spirit was unsettled. Because, like, you know, we was going into 2020. Y'all remember all that 2020 vision? Yes, so yeah. You know, everything, er, alignment. And yes. We like, you know, the year of uh, perfect vision. We had all these, like, mantras going into 2020. 2020 is going to be my year. But 2020 started out for me, like, super slow. Wow. It was just so different. It was just, like... My That's business, not what
0: they said.
1: My business wasn't rolling like it, it usually. I wasn't making my numbers. It was just mm. didn't feel right. Yeah, that first quarter, it just felt like I was doing too much. Yeah, I may assign myself up for too much. I got so much going on. I that was now my very, reaping
0: what I sowed, in this yes, is And it was
1: like my very first time of feeling overwhelmed. Mm. And I felt overwhelmed. Mm. And on March the second, it's going to be in my book. I'm writing a book called What Storm. Okay. <gasps> What storm? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I'll give y'all just a, a brief snippet of like that title uh, because people look at me now and they don't understand where this the storm. came from.
0: Yeah. The storm you weathered.
1: Yeah, they don't understand. They're they, they thinking about the pandemic. No, no, no. Um, no like, what this storm? is your own pandemic. <laughs> yeah, what, what storm are you talking about? So on March the 2nd, I pulled out my computer and I'm talking I was feeling so overwhelmed. And I typed a letter to Jeff Bezos on March the 2nd at night, like 10 o'clock at night. Saying what? I was saying like, because I was watching on the news, like, you know, because I, I was like in a bad, I was just like, bad space. I just felt overwhelmed. I had so much going on. My money was stretched. Like I said, it stretched. It was, my money was stretched. Yeah. I was just like, man, I'm doing too much. Like, this ain't feeling right. It's just not right. I typed, Marcia said I typed Jeff Bezos a letter. I said, Jeff, you know, I got all this going on. I saw on the news, you're looking for things to invest in. I need you to invest in me. You know what I'm saying? I just want a fresh start. I typed that to Jeff. You better be careful what you ask God for. And God said, boy, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) He said, Jeff, really? He said, no, I got something. You thought
0: Jeff was going to fix this problem? He
1: said, no, I got something for you, son. So March the 2nd, 1 o'clock in the morning, my phone. Now, in Nashville, the sirens go off all the time. Tornado sirens. They be testing them things all the time. 1 in the morning, tornado sirens going off. I'm sleeping like a baby. (laughs) I'm sleeping. I'm good. I mean, but my phone starts ringing. Then it starts ringing, 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 ringing. I'm like, why is these random people calling me? Like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Ringing, ringing, ringing. Then my dad called. Ringing, 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 ringing. And I'm like, okay, something going on. Let me pick up. So my, I picked up the phone. My dad said, hey man, uh, son, I, I think you have been hit. Daddy, hit? I'm good. I'm good, I'm home. <laughs> I'm at the house, son. <laughs> I'm chilling. He said, now turn it on the news. Turned it on the news, the very first picture I see is the building that I had. My vision, my goals, my dreams, my what I'm building, all these things. The school was going to be there the, the next day, all this stuff, and the roof is off that thing. Tornado. F4 to 5 tornado came through, swept through, and blew that thing, blew the roof off the, off the building. Listen to me. Blew the roof off the building. Okay, it skipped everything. It hopped, that thing was hopping. It hopped, hit this one building, boom. Skipped the next place, boom. Hopped and Linden hit another right.
0: one. Oh my. Boom.
1: And then he was like, no, nah, I ain't going to skip this one. <laughs> that's, that's that boy right there. <laughs> I gots to hit him.
0: <laughs> he just asked he
1: just the talked founder to... of Amazon he just talked to just me a fresh start. <laughs> 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 I gots to hit him now. He hollered that yell. that's an insult. I got the, oh, he want that? Okay, I'ma show him. That's your first shirt. Boom. <laughs> Tornado came, swiped me off the map. Listen, so I, I, I don't know what in the world to do. I'm like, oh my God. So my like- My baby
0: is gone.
1: My baby is gone. What am I gonna do? You know, my finances, all these different things was coming through my mind. I got a child and how I'm gonna take care of my family. All these things were coming up in my mind. And it was like, I'm talking about devastating. I didn't know what, I was just stuck. I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Like, God, what are you trying to do to me? What are you doing? Like, I'm thinking I'm going through like some Job type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, you're taking everything away from me. Like. What's happening? And just to see the devastation and I see my vision and I'm thinking my vision is in this building. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had a vision for this. You didn't give me this for 13
0: plus years for this to not be the foundation of what you wanted me to create. Why did you come to me and tell me to build that? And I already had the very foundation that I needed to build it. Why would you take it away? He was
1: like, I saw I had all those questions. And, And also too was, so here's the like the like, just the greatest story ever is like, God took away three things for me to give birth to a new thing. So it was like, I'm going to take away these things that I know are going to be a distraction. And I know you're not gonna do it yourself. So I'm gonna do it for you because I have a greater plan for you. So yes. We got through this 13 years. You did good. Great job, son. But I got something great I want you to do. So I'm going to take away something that you ain't going to do it yourself. So I'm going to take it away. But you don't know I'm setting you up for success. And I didn't know it in the time going through it. So it was like in 2019, God was preparing me for a storm that I know was coming. But it was a double storm. So March the 3rd, tornado hit. Three to four weeks later, the pandemic hit. The whole world shut down. Okay? The whole world shut down. And this is why I talk about when God set you up for success. Think about all the businesses I was in. I was in the dry cleaning business. Would have been greatly impacted by COVID. Great. Over. Over. I would have been stressed out.
0: Tech school shut down.
1: Not not even not the tech school, but the co-working space. Mm. People can't be close to each other. We can't have events. We can't we can't have the event center and wedding receptions and all that other stuff. Everything is shut down. The world is shut down. So he said, one day I was walking, I was just asking God for perspective. You like, I'm like, man, what's the what, what's the what are you trying to tell me? He said, just look at it, son. Just look at it. I set you up. He said, I gave you something. So I had the technology school that I worked on all this time. We launched on March the 3rd, 2020, everything. So we was going to be in that building, everything. We turned everything to make it virtual. So now the whole world is virtual. My school is virtual now. He said, no, son, now look, now keep looking. He said, keep looking. I said, all right, I'm gonna keep looking. He said, now you were trying to make local impact. So now I was trying to set you up for global impact. Everything is virtual. Now we got students all across the country. Bigger. Bigger. Like, no, don't. Uh-uh. I didn't want you on this corner. No, we global, baby. So I want you global, baby. What you, oh, What you doing, son? I love son? it so much. Yeah, it's like, what you doing, son? No, I want you to think bigger. I'm going to set you, you up. You won't
0: turn your back on your baby. So I'll, I'll remove it.
1: I'll remove it to set you up for a global play, not a local play. Yeah, so that is like, you know, that is the epitome of really stepping out and really understanding when you hear those voices, they come, it's, they call it intuition, yep. whatever those voices they are to you, Yes. like they're gonna speak and you're gonna know when it's, okay, I need to make a move. Cause every time you don't make a move, just think about I wouldn't, have, wouldn't have, what if I wouldn't have listened to that voice? What if I wouldn't have been like obeying and say, you know what, I'm gonna do this? Then I wouldn't have been prepared. I would have been trying to get prepared in the middle of the mm. storm and not prepared for it. <laughs> this is so good. I didn't, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, I, when you when you watch the news and they say it's gonna rain, guess what? You can prepare. Right. You can go get your umbrella. Right. But if you're in the middle of a storm and you trying to run for an umbrella, good luck. Good well, you luck. might get a
0: grocery bag. You
1: might get <laughs> one. <laughs> so it's just about like preparation and everything. And then when you prepare for storms and when you prepare for the things that happen or going to come, then you can handle it a little bit better. You're not in the stress. You know, you can be prepared mm. for it. Now, you, th- doesn't mean that you're not going to have feelings. Not doesn't mean that you're gonna yeah. you're gonna feel. You're gonna be emotional about it. And all yeah. these different things, but. It's all about your perspective. And once you get clarity and perspective of your storm, then you can go. Then then I felt like I was untouchable.
0: Untouchable because you're at peace with whatever comes.
1: That's a, That's a
0: different game. That's a different game. That's a different game because when you're in obedience, you're like, it could be a storm around you. You're like, I already know where I'm going. I'm uh, good. I know there's an end to this. Yeah. I know there's a place to this. I know there's a destination to this. Y'all can scream and holler all you want to. I know this plane's going to land. Yeah. I'm good.
1: I'm good. I'm at peace. With at-
0: whatever turbulent ride I've got from here to the plane landing.
1: Facts. I'm good. I am straight. That's crazy. And just, it's just that, that peace that now is like, I can do anything. Anything. Like anything, because he's guiding me. Mm. And I'm like, yo, he sent me. He don't really want me to fail. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, he really, really don't hate me like that. You no, really rock with you, boy. <laughs> Even though sometimes i be like, yo, Lord, what's happening? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's just like, you know, he's going to guide your steps. He's going to order him When you where, listen. When you listen.
0: Mm, yeah. This is so good. And. Yeah. And I lo- thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, no, thank you. And I no. can't wait for the book. Y'all got to check out the book. Yeah, stay, for sure. stay in so you
1: Follow me. I'm for real. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be amazing uh, because I just think my story can really just show people like, man, perseverance and just endurance. It's
0: always just, it's good. It's always happening for you.
1: It's always happening. For
0: in you. the ugliest form. Yes. In the ugliest invitation. Yes. I always say your your biggest leaps come in the form of the ugliest envelope. Come on. The ugliest envelope, it's green, it's ugly, and somebody already tried to pick it open. And it came in the mail, and you're like, what is this ugly thing? Facts. And it's an invitation or to change, to pivot. To pivot. To pivot. Yeah. We're not going to be corny anymore on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But hold on, I want to say this because I think this is so cool because this this leans into something we just talked about and something I know about you from just watching you. Mm -hmm. So you go from this community, this going against the grain in the opinion, to... Committing to this and then becoming a genius and a community advocate Mm -hmm. to growing the baby that you have to then being it wiped clean for a fresh start because you literally asked for it. Mm -hmm. Then you start this and this becomes global. Mm -hmm. So you're not tied to anything. Mm -hmm. And then you fast forward and you and I just had this conversation on the way here about how I'm like you out here and it looked like you drunk off life. Like, I'm like, you're living your best life. You're everywhere. You're traveling. You're like, I was just here two weeks ago and here. And you were like, I'm committed to traveling and, and, and maintaining the state of my mental health and yes. just living and I feel like, again, I look at where you were and you want to turn your back on your baby. When you have a physical storefront, yes. you don't leave your baby. No. You might take a vacation a year. Right. You might stretch yourself a little bit, but you're <laughs> right. always physically there. And yes. so I look at that, this in the other format of how I'm not saying that your state was off, but you may have saved your mental health. Facts. Because look at the way you're living now. Facts. And you told me this incredible story and I want to know if you were willing to share a part of it is just like, what changed your mind around prioritizing your mental state?
1: So I I just became like so intentional about focusing on my star player, Mm. my star player being myself. And it's like a Kendra Lamar has a song. It says, I choose me. I'm sorry.
0: Mm -hmm. Sorry, not sorry.
1: Sorry, me not first. sorry, me first, no matter what, me first. And it's just like when I went through that situation with the, like the tornado and then sitting down and the pandemic, and it just showed me like none of this stuff matters. None of it. It is fleeting. It's it can be fleeting. gone in a second. Yep. But how can I really pour into myself? Like, how can I really just tap into myself? And I I, I tell this story, and I I don't think they would mind me telling the story, but it was a prominent, I'm not going to say his name, but there was a prominent businessman. And this was just like the, so I've already was like moving in this vibe. Yeah. like, I would just- you know
0: what it's required to maintain it. I I had the cake. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: But this was the icing. Yeah. Okay. So it was a prominent businessman in our community, big time uh, businessman. He had everything in your eyes. He had everything, in my eyes. Right. He had everything. So he had the Ferraris, lived in the gated community, exited his company, sold his company for 20-something million dollars. You now the family. He had everything, the, the prestige and the community, the recognition and all the awards and the pats on the back and all these different things that you would think. The plane. You know, he was a pilot. He could wow. fly anywhere he wanted to. No limitations on life. No limitations on life. Had a home in uh, another country. You know what I'm saying? Like, lived his life to the fullest. And he killed himself. Like, it, it really reminds me of like, I don't know if like you watch Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. but Dave Chappelle, he has a monologue, um, a stand-up show, and he talks about uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain eating the finest of foods. Yeah. And, you know, like living the life. And his job was to travel and eat the finest of everything.
0: It doesn't get any better than and
1: that. doesn't get any better. And he
0: Took his life. killed himself. Yep.
1: And he talks about this guy that works at Foot Locker that had all this other stuff going on. He never even thought about it. himself. never even thought about it. Would never. But it's like, it, that just showed me that. None of this stuff matters Mm-mm. because you can have it all and be miserable mentally. So I say, you know what? I don't care nothing about this stuff. Like, cool. I guess I'm building a company. Yeah, but that company is not going. I'm not going to be that.
0: And it's not me. It's not and my it's identity. it's Not me.
1: And it's not my identity. So that's why you may catch me DJing on a. On a Thursday I at lo- a bar. Let me you know what tell you, I love
0: to see this so much. I will literally watch you on the ground and you will be in a suit and be like, let's get this partnership rocking. I'm in yeah. this meeting. And then four hours later, you're like, Come through, boys. We're gonna we're having a boys' night at yeah. this thing, and you're DJing with your, your sunglasses on. And I'm yeah, like, cigars. yo, you better, I'm like, you better live your life.
1: Because it's like we get caught up in these boxes, yes, of what the CEO is supposed to look like, or the founder is supposed yeah. to look like. And am, I I, to act, am I
0: an executive?
1: <laughs> I have to act like this and I have to be this way and I have to do this to conform to people's, what they want of you. No. And I'm like, no, I'm going to live my life. If if me living, being me yeah. is going to mess the deal up, then I don't need that deal. Facts. I'm cool Facts. because I'm going to do me. So my way works. Okay. So I'm cool with doing what I do. I may have a cocktail mixing event, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then they're like- Josh. Judge me if you want to. Oh, they're like, oh, Josh, you doing too much. And I'm like, no, I'm cool. I ain't doing enough. <laughs> because guess what? They love me more because Josh is showing up and not the representative.
0: Not the representative. No. You're not getting a version of me that you've never no, met. No,
1: no. You're getting all of me. You're getting all of me and I'm showing it to you. This is me, so. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. So that's what when, when I tapped into that, it was like, no, man, I'm cool. I'm good. Don't matter what nobody say about me, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm tapped into my star player. So it don't matter. You can Ooh. say whatever. Are you doing, are you doing too much? I don't care. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I go look in the mirror and I'm happy with myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh. So that's just really what you gotta get. You gotta get back to cut out all the noise. And I would say for entrepreneurs, like the the one thing that you won't do or scared to do is because you're scared of other people's opinions. So you're scared of what people are gonna say. And you'll you'll stay on the sidelines because you're scared that mom and them are gonna say something, or your friends gonna say, "Aha ah, ha, you failed. Yeah. And so you're scared to or fail. I told you or I to- look, I, I told, told you so. I told you not to do that. Right. So you'll stay on the sidelines for the rest of your life because you know you're scared of somebody else's opinion. Forget what they have right. to say. they going they're gonna talk if it's good, they're gonna talk if it's bad. So. Uh,
0: say, listen, they're going to talk about you regardless, so you might as well hit the gas. Come
1: on. You, <laughs> you might as well, as well hit, hit the, the gas. gas. Come on. <laughs> let's go.
0: <laughs> oh, Josh, this was incredible. And I appreciate you being so open and honest and vulnerable, giving yeah. us some insight to your upcoming book. Oh, yeah. And your life. Oh, yeah. Your life. Yeah. And these life lessons that come with this, this, this perseverance, this listening to your inner voice, just this, this inner knowing and being obedient. To God and and what he tells you. And then knowing what these choices come with and knowing that you can be you through it all. You can be the brand. You can be yourself. You don't have to. I'm listening to this entire story from beginning to end, from your early 20s to now. And I feel like you never changed. Never changed. You just grew. Yeah. You just grew into whoever you needed to be (laughs) to show up in these spaces. But you've always been Josh. That's it. I love it. Tell these people where to stalk you, where to find you, yes. where they can learn more about you.
1: You can uh, follow me. Uh, I am Mr. Mundy, M-U-N-D-Y on Instagram. He be dropping gems, uh, y'all. Yeah, yeah, I be dropping. Sharing information, knowledge. Uh, I'm launching this new community called The Passive Life. Yeah. Uh, so you'll see more about that. But you can follow me. You know, i got a YouTube page, Joshua Mundy. I share like my real estate stuff. Like I believe in giving people the game for real. No, you not, really do. Like not the... A, just change your mindset and it's going to be okay. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still confused, you know? So I like to give people the one, two, three, four about like really how to like pursue their dreams and execute their vision and, you know, get into real estate or create passive streams of income. So yeah, y'all just connect with me. I'm dropping a book, What Storm? So connect with me on all mediums. You can find me, Joshua Money.
0: Bam. Josh, thank you so much for keeping it real on Rich in Real Life. And thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you.